all the children that come here are like, it's like they're more excited than being at Toys R Us. And I can see that they're the future Van Goghs, the future Picassos, the future Chicassos, if you may. <laughs> That's a good word. Yeah, well, you know, uh, the creativity is the element of expression. Uh, and the children is really a big part of why I come here. And you just heard from Wayne Foote. He's a volunteer at Scrap, a nonprofit reuse center in the Bayview District that serves local artists, school children, and other San Franciscans. And as Foote said, it's better than Toys R Us. Do they do they still have Toys R Us, Heather? Oh gosh, I haven't been to one of those in a long time. But this was way better than I remember Toys R Us. Probably even better than Chuck E. Cheese. Young Peter Hartlob would have argued with you because I loved the arcade games, but way better than Chuck E. Cheese. Heather, I would describe Scrap as a recycling center if it was run by Willy Wonka. (laughs) How'd you get in touch with Scrap? I didn't know about it. How'd you get in touch with these people? I'd been aware of Scrap for several years, being a mom of little kids in the city. Some of my friends go there on kind of scavenger hunts for arts and crafts supplies, and I know it's really popular with teachers, but I don't think I'd actually ever been there myself until we were invited by the director who um, is putting on a an art show at the Randall Museum and thought that would be um, a good good timing for us to do an episode there and I was so glad she did because it is like you say Willy Wonka's Wonderlands for arts and crafts as she called it Aladdin's cave you walk in there's this like lighted up flamingo there are mannequins there's lots of um, parts of lion dancer costumes that they got somehow um, my favorite really random thing they have was um, somebody offloaded 20,000 cones <laughs> to hold french fries yes. um, from some restaurant that apparently ordered way too many of them um, scrap seem pretty eager to get rid of those if anybody's in the market. Yeah, so we're going to spend a lot of time describing this place, and we get a lot of help from the scrap team. We kind of set up a couple of microphones in the middle of it all, and they placed the little French fry holder. It conical shaped. I don't know how to describe it. If you're starting a fast food restaurant, <laughs> go to scrap. You can get some art and get some French fry holders. Um, they also had a competition for us. Heather, we'll talk about that in a little bit. I felt a little bit ambushed, I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, it was sort of like supermarket sweep, but you were hunting for art supplies. Um, I didn't really know what to expect at all going in. We just kind of said, we'll show up at this time, this day, and it was definitely an adventure. Well, we're going to talk about art. We're going to introduce you to Scrap. But one more piece of news. Scrap, in partnership with the Randall Museum, is kicking off an exhibit called Repurposeful, the Art of Collage and Assemblage. Um, It's an exhibition and a silent auction featuring more than 40 original collage and assemblage works by Bay Area artists. This is Friday, October 1st. Um, That's the opening night celebration. It's an outdoors event. Tickets are on the website, scrap-sf.org. But the exhibition is going to be open through December, possibly longer. And as you'll hear in this episode, I think some of our work will be there, Heather. (laughs) Don't get any ideas that um, all of the collages are going to be as bad as ours. This, um, <laughs> I'm sure ours will be the low point of the exhibit, but there will be professional artist displays as well. Yes, there will be good art there, and then Heather and I created something for you too. I'm Peter Hartlub, here with Heather Knight. More on Scrap coming up. This is Total SF. Thank you very much. 
So Heather, let's try to physically describe this place. You drive up and it looks like a recycling center, except way more colorful signage. <laughs> yeah, it's in an industrial part of the Bayview and you'd have no idea from down the block that it's anything special. All those warehouses look pretty similar. But once you get up close, it's very clear that you're somewhere very unusual. Um, and as soon as you walk in, your eyes don't know where to rest. There's just aisles and aisles in this huge warehouse of crafts and arts and wrapping paper and buttons for 50 cents a scoop, pins, old um, political campaign pins. I saw one for Dean Preston. Um, <laughs> lots of old National Geographics, mannequins, dolls, um, all sorts of stuff. A lot of people would call it trash, but the people who shop there definitely call it treasure. Yeah, it, it kind of reminded me like what I would imagine Jim Henson's, you know, Muppet Show workshop was like. I mean, there's just like a little bit of everything there, randomness. A couple of the mannequins, like even there's a little creepy eerie vibe but like in a really good way um so i think we've done a pretty good job describing this but let's get a little help here's felipe colina an oil painter and community manager at scrap we've told you why scrap is a cool space felipe explains why it's important i like that at the its foundation it's solving a problem with a problem from so basically we have uh a lack of necessarily like supplies and access to arts and we have an excess of things in San Francisco. Yeah. So people donate that excess that then serves the people with the locks. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a very virtuous circle that's here at Scrap. I mean, I learned about Scrap, like before I worked at Scrap, I had been coming to Scrap for about five, six years. So my roommates in the sunset were just like, Felipe, you can't keep on going to Blake spending this kind of money. Like, you're like, it just doesn't work in San Francisco. Like you're a broke artist. So then they told me about Scrap and I came here and I was like, oh wow. And like, I remember the first day, like I found this like $80 set of pastels for about 10. So it's like, oh, wow. it just gives this equitable access to the arts. That's great. All the materials here that we have a lot of, for example, crayons or like tempera paint. We, rep we repurpose and package them and then we go and give that to the schools where they actually might not have access to about, you know, a gamma of 30 crayons or like, they might have never used tempera paint, and we have it so much here. The one that we did was at Bret Hart Beacon, an after-school program. And that's where, like, it's a really cool day, because then this kid that has never mixed colors is like, this is magic. Like, like they were teaching, t telling the teacher, like, esto es magia, estoy haciendo verde. He was, he was like, this is magic, I'm making, like, green with these two colors. Like, they haven't had that experience of mixing liquid colors. And then you come back, and then you're like, okay, everything's kind of like, like, like in a new light. And then I, myself, an artist, actually, I'm like, oh, well, I, hadn't, I had taken that for granted that actually green is a wonderful color to mix. So I go back home and that just gave <laughs> me a little bit of a new perspective on green. That really stuck with me, Heather, the idea that kids just going in there and discovering blue and yellow makes green. It's the simplest thing that we take for granted because we take for granted that arts education is always going to be there. Uh, I was really glad to see that SFUSD is a partner with Scrap, which I think benefited kids a lot during the pandemic. Yeah, Scrap really upped its community service game during the pandemic by making art kits that it would send to the community hubs where kids were um, distance learning or just um, giving them out around neighborhoods and really giving kids, you know, something hands on to do and be creative in a time when they were otherwise just staring at a computer screen for hours on end. So that was a, a a big plus on their part. 
Yeah, and I, I can't emphasize enough the level of enthusiasm. They want people to play along. Upon our arrival, they seemed very excited for us <laughs> to make some art. I think you had planned this ahead of time, and I didn't know too much about it. Uh, which brings us to the supermarket sweep slash Iron Chef portion of the visit. We had a competition. So the, your mission, if you choose to accept it... <laughs> is to do five-minute dash with your basket through the depot, get loads of stuff in your basket that you think will work for a collage that will fit on the other side of this square panel. You'll come in here. You'll have 10 minutes to make your collage. We will help you. We've got a few little grab bag things for you as well. We'll help you if you need to. <laughs> you know I like our competitions. I knew vaguely what they were up to more than you did, but it was really cool because we got there and um, they had made two wooden signs. One said S and one said F. And they also had made a sign with hashtag total to put above it. So very creative and they clearly follow our work. So shout out to Scrap. You have excellent taste in podcasts. Um, and then they gave us five minutes only to run around the entire um, space just grabbing whatever we wanted that we thought would work for a collage on on these little pieces of wood. And so it was really intimidating. I had no idea what to do, um, but I just kind of gathered tons of random stuff. And I was really happy to find something that looked like old Muni tickets, because that was very fitting for what we do. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention to what you were doing because I knew I was going to get psyched out, but I'm like rolling around and I found stamps and then I found, um, you know, old maps. I was super excited to get a map of San Francisco and it was fun. It was five minutes to shop and then 10 minutes to create the art, which I thought was impossible. They gave us like 15, but um, I, I thought we did pretty good. You had a Sutro with clouds next to your F. Um, I think I had a bicycle theme running through mine. Yes, I was super jealous that you apparently found the only map of San Francisco in that entire warehouse because I was going through all the maps. I found like Monterey, Sacramento, all, everywhere in Northern California except San Francisco. So not only did it waste time, but um, you found the map. I'm still mad about it. We'll be right back after this short break. I think they declared it a tie just to avoid um, a fight because we still had some <laughs> interviews to do. I think what they were trying to do with us is make the point that Scrap isn't just a place to shop for art as much as a place where the art kind of finds you. And here's programs manager Danielle Grant talking about the sense of discovery at the place. You don't come here look, being like, oh, I want a black pen because you won't find it that day that you want, you know, but you will find all these other things. And so one thing that we do at Scrap is we have the series of creative reuse workshops that are meant to kind of guide and inspire people who are maybe feeling overwhelmed. So twice a month, and we're doing this online, we work with beloved Bay Area artists. Like we've worked with Ben Venom, who is a punk rock heavy metal quilter to <laughs> <Whoa>. yeah he's <laughs> really cool appearing. yes and so he taught people how to go into our fabric and pick out cool colors and then make like a skull patch like wow. that you could put on the back of your um jacket i heard ben venom and i heard future total sf guest ben <laughs> venom uh, <laughs> punk rock quilter yeah he is in he's like he people love him and so i thought he would be a perfect person to kind of 
you know, come in and help like guide an amazing exercise and then break down the conventions of what quilting or textile work is because it's so commonly associated with, you know, just like women crafting at home. But he's awesome. He kind of talks like this. <laughs> okay, he's definitely coming <laughs> on the podcast. And he's like, okay, get out your bobbin. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like he says all these. He was amazing. So always our creative reuse workshops always have really eccentric like you know members of the arts community who are also like we have artists who you know I talk to them and they're like I've been coming to scrap for 30 years and of course I'll teach a workshop but there's nothing I'd rather do. So I think the lesson we learned today and frankly it's a theme of this podcast is there's a lot left to discover in San Francisco. For sure. I mean, the fact that both of us have lived here for a couple of decades and grew up in Northern California and had basically no idea this place existed, um, definitely never been inside, um, just goes to show how much um, whimsy and wonder and discovery we still have to do. So um, that's encouraging that there's always new, weird, creative things to find around here. Yeah, I mean, I think about the last time I lived in San Francisco, and I lived uh, in the hate for a few years. I didn't do any exploring. I went to like the same four places. I went to my gym and Amoeba Records, the Chronicle Building, and probably the Fillmore. And those are good places, but you know, there was a lot left to see. And I, I realize now that I don't even live in the city limits anymore, and I'm way more excited about finding out what's in there because there's so much left to be discovered. Yeah, I really love that our podcast is encouraging us to do that, especially since we've been recording um, out and about in the city. We're finding so many new places to go, and we actually have a list. Should we tell listeners we now have a spreadsheet? Yes, tell them about the (laughs) spreadsheet. Yes. We have an excellent producer named Erica Carlos, who is not only good at the tech stuff, but is also extremely organized. And she made us a spreadsheet where she actually lists out Um, episodes coming up, ideas, places will be, best dates for each to run, something that we've sort of done in our heads, but never very well. And so we have an awesome list of ideas coming up with a lot more discovery to be had. Yeah, people who listen to this podcast maybe don't know, maybe they've figured it out that you're the organized one, (laughs) and I am not very organized. I do a lot of the editing and producing and stuff, but I'm not very organized. So having Erica come in, the organized people have now outnumbered me, but I'm totally cool (laughs) with that because the podcast is better for it. Well, shout out Erica if you're listening to this. I'm sure she is. Um, (laughs) So let's close with the positive energy of Wayne Foote again, a volunteer for 10 years. He credits his art for sustaining him when he was homeless, and you'll see he really loves talking about SCRAP. We also learned that SCRAP is an acronym, which I never would have guessed. We'll let Wayne take that, too. Here's Wayne Foote. What kind of art do you do? I do, like, a lot of uh, pastels and acrylic, and I would do artwork like Oprah Winfrey on crack. When I was <laughs> when I was homeless, I sold 534 pieces of art just on the streets. Wow! Just to keep myself, you know, uh, involved in something rather than just you know losing my life out there while being homeless. But the homeless outreach team got me off the streets, and that was in 2008. And then I quit drinking, and then. I, the GA and the PAES PAYS program offered me work 
and I looked on a list and Scrounger's Center for Reusable Art Parts, which is scrap. Oh, that's what it stands for? Scrounger's <laughs> Center Reusable Art Parts. And since I was an artist, just realizing I could draw and sell art, I said, you know, let me try this because they accept donations uh, for creative reuse from the public. It's very therapeutic for my recovery. I have over 12 years off of alcohol and I just recently quit smoking cigarettes. Congratulations. And, thank you. Three and a half years and being involved with the people here at Scrap, the children, the older people, it's just a wonderful experience every time I come here. And uh, this art show coming up is going to be a creative reuse explosion of artists and customers who come here, they can engage through the creative reuse process and become the, this is the home of the future Van Gogh and of future female artists alike. So it's very inspirational being a part of Scrap, part of the community. All the children that come here are like, it's like they're more excited than being at Toys R Us. And I can see that they're the future Van Goghs, the future Picassos, the future Chicassos, if you may. <laughs> That's a good word. Yeah, well, you know, the creativity is the element of expression. Uh, and the children is really a big part of why I come here. Because you can see the earnest and the early expressions of the creative juices that they have flowing. There are numerous children who come here on their birthday. And they say, Mom, I want to go to Scrap. This is where they want to go. And I say, why? And they go, oh, well, because I want to create things. And it shows that the parents are engaging their children in the future of creativity. And I think that that's just a beautiful thing. So Heather, I was very glad to discover this new place with you. I think that's something we should do on Total SF occasionally, is just go out and discover new spaces and share it with people. I wanted to mention again that Scrap has their October 1st event. Um, that's like a more of a ball, a gala type of thing. There's a ticket. Tickets at the website scrap-sf.org. And the exhibition will be going on through December, possibly longer. And once again, Scrap, they have their headquarters in the Bayview. It's open to anybody, artists, or just if you want to look around. Highly recommend it, Heather. Yes, and a tip, don't go with a shopping list because that's kind of pointless in this place. <laughs> just go with an open mind and a sense of discovery. Excellent. Thank you for listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Total SF is a production of the Chronicle. Our music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community and Cable Car Bell Ringing by eight-time champion Byron Cobb. Support Total SF in the newsroom that creates it by investing in a digital Chronicle edition. It's less expensive than you think at sfchronicle.com slash pod. Thank you.